1: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Oh, it gives me great pleasure to say Simon Hill's a weekly regular with us here on Dwayne's World, host of the global game, of course, tonight on SEN. Nine o'clock right around the country and the voice of the world game in this country joins us on the line. G'day, Simon. How are you, Sam? You all right? I'm very well. Great to talk to you. Appreciate you coming on, as always. And to be honest, I couldn't wait because I couldn't wait to ask you about that red card to Hiroshi Ibasuki, the talking point out of Sydney and Adelaide's game last weekend. (laughs) Daniel Elder, straight to his pocket. I just want to know, Simon, you, you held your tongue quite well in the broadcast. Where does this rate in the Howler Stakes?
0: Uh, Look, you know, I'm going to give Daniel Elder uh, a little bit of a wide berth because I think as a referee, you get one look at it from one angle in real time. And I can understand in some ways how he thought it was a red card. But the issue for me is VAR, And (laughs) it always has been. You know, that's why VAR was brought in was to eradicate mistakes. Now, in my opinion, Daniel made a mistake, um, which should have been corrected by the VAR. And the real issue is is that it wasn't. And we saw the evidence of that last night with the match review panel that's overturned it. Mm. uh, And he's free to play. He doesn't have a suspension this week, which is something. But, you know, obviously Adelaide had to play you know, the best part of, uh, well, over half a game with uh, a man short. And up until that point, they were in control. They were leading 1-0. Did it cost them two points? We'll never know. But that's the problem for me. And and this is why I've never been in favour of VAR because, you know, you you can, I keep saying this, you you can throw as much technology and as many machines uh, trying to eradicate mistakes. But at the end of the day, they've still got to be interpreted by real-life human beings. So the only thing that you're doing when you're adding VAR is adding another opinion. Mm. And if that opinion is still, you know, different to the vast majority of people, which I think in this case it was, then you, you've got a big problem. Um, so, you know, I, I think with in sport generally, but particularly in football, we're constantly in search of the perfect game because we're bowing to mob rule. And, and for me, the issue really in, in football is more cultural. If, if we accepted the authority of the referee a little bit more and also accepted that from time to time, they're going to make mistakes and live with that, then we'd be in a much better place. But... Uh, Uh, Unfortunately, people now with technology believe that, you know, things can be perfect and they're just never going to be, unfortunately. And that should be celebrated. You know, it's a human game, Mm. a game of errors. Strikers make mistakes. Defenders do. Goalkeepers do. Commentators do. And so do referees. But we don't accept them from referees. And that's a big problem.
1: It was certainly a big talking point out of the weekend, no doubt about that. It could have been worse for Adelaide too. In the end, um, Sydney couldn't capitalise 1-1 in the end. How would you see the derby, Simon? Uh, Victory now lost their last two under Tony Popovich, had the captain sent off as well. How would you see this one? 2-0 lost to City, of course.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big blow for Victory. Um, obviously, again, it's something that you know hinges on a decision. It, this one's probably the right decision, to be fair. Um, you know, just prior to that, Josh Bellante could have put Victory in front. Um and you know that, that obviously changes the complexion of the game. And City are just uh, you know they're a bit too good to be handing that sort of uh, an advantage to for the majority of the game. Uh, I, I thought they you know they finished the game in, in pretty clinical fashion. It's going to take a good team to stop them this year. Victory will be okay. They'll be back. Um, but a big disappointment for them to lose that derby for sure.
1: Cristiano Ronaldo, all the talk in the Premier League at the moment, isn't he? So he didn't want to come on against Spurs, dropped from the squad against Chelsea. Where's he at at the moment? And, and, and is he damaging, um, I guess, potential landing spots on the other side of United, or do we all forgive and forget and move on pretty quick?
0: Well, I don't think there'll be a shortage of clubs that, you know, would be interested in his services uh, if he were to become available. And the rumour is, is that... You know, he might be available on, on a free transfer. Um, he's still a great talent, but he's, you know, the back end of his career is 37, 38. Uh, I think United and Eric Ten Hag in particular are w- well within their rights um, to, you know, treat him as any other player. He, he mm. I know he's one of the players of his generation, but, you know, nothing lasts forever. And to me, I think he's becoming more of a distraction for Manchester United. And it always had the potential to be this way when he came back for a second spell. Um, He doesn't fit in with the way Eric Ten Hag wants to play. He wants a high-pressing game. He wants players who are mobile and full of energy. And, and, you know, Cristiano, at at his advanced age, can't really do that anymore. But he could certainly do a job elsewhere. I, I don't think, you know, the petulant display that we saw last week when he refused to come on the pitch as a sub against Tottenham, uh, does him any favours. Not that it will damage his chances of getting a new club, but I, I just think it's bad PR for him and for Manchester United as well, which is probably one of the reasons why behind the scenes, and I don't know this for sure, but I suspect it strongly, that Eric Ten Hag is, is trying to move him on because you know he wants to rebuild that side in his own image. And I just don't think Crist- Cristiano Ronaldo fits into that.
1: Yeah, you do feel that everything that made him great in his prime is going to work against him in the twilight of his career, don't you? That fierce determination, that stubbornness and everything he still thinks he can be. Um, Stephen Gerrard, before we let you go, um, Simon Sack, as Aston Villa manager, it had been coming. Unai Emery, a familiar um, face and name in the league, comes in from Villarreal.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, he's had experience of of coaching or managing in the Premier League before with Arsenal. It wasn't a huge success knows the competition. Uh, I think he's probably a good choice at this juncture. Um, I wonder if they just wonder if they considered Anteposticoglou and whether, mm-hmm. had they approached him, whether he would have gone. Because they are a big club, Villa. Uh, maybe it's not the right time for him yet. But as uh, so far as Stephen Gerrard is concerned, it's massively disappointing. Uh, after all the success he had with Rangers, uh, but sometimes this happens with you know younger younger managers. Um, they have to take a step back to go forwards and. You know, I think he's shown enough already in his career that uh, he, he will bounce back at some point. Uh, just a bit surprised that you know his, his signings didn't really work out. Philip Coutinho in particular has been a big disappointment after joining full-time this season. He showed such promise towards the back end of last year. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked for Villa this year. Um, so they've decided to go in a different direction. I think that's probably fair enough. Uh, but I think Stephen Gerrard will be back at some point.
1: Fortunately, we're out of time, Simon. I really wanted to talk to you about Ange Postacoglu and um, his comments on Tommy Rogic, Thomas and Moy coming in and, and cast ahead to next month, a reasonably big event called the World Cup. But I'm sure Dwayne will do that with you next week, mate. Um, good luck with the show tonight. And thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Sam. All the best. Have a good week. There's Simon Hill there, uh, host of the Global Game, as I said. Nine o'clock tonight, right across the country. Great show um, and always great to have Simon Hill on. Tully Gillard, she's going to be on after this. Uh, She's the Rising Star nominee, AFLW defender with the Melbourne Football Club. She's after the break.